on Giddy Up, the weekend review with Dean Watling, Julian Valance and Jack Dickens. What a weekend of racing it was in Sydney and Melbourne especially. Jules Valance, hello to you. Good morning, mate. G'day, Gaz. G'day, Dicko. Um, good luck out at the sales. You're smarter people than me to be out there. So um, hopefully it all goes well and hopefully you can buy a few horses, Dicko. Jack. Got, got one away yesterday, but uh, is there any truth to the the rumour that you might have um, taken young Watling splinters under your wing last <laughs> night and just thought we've got a man down? Um, I haven't sighted him, but if he'd hung out with me, we'd never see him again. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I don't know who he's been hanging out with because he did. He's like since he's been in Melbourne, he's FaceTimed me three times oh, after oh. twelve o'clock. That's not good. On Friday and Saturday. And then last night, I just checked on my little mate. I said, Dino, I'll pick you up at the place that he's staying in the city of Melbourne. And um, I'll pick you up at 7 o'clock because we're going to go out to Oakland's Junction, which is about just past the airport, Dino. No, no, no problems, mate. No problems. I'll see you there. I'll be ready to go. No problems, mate. Um, a little bit like I, that I, cabin, really, too. Yeah, the re- bubble might have burst. I ring him about 10 or 15 times. Still no <laughs> answer. In all seriousness, we hope he's okay. Um, oh, yeah, we're sure. Like, yeah, is well, he staying yeah, at the top of the town again? Choice. No, <laughs> somewhere in uh, Flinders Lane somewhere. Oh, of course um, he is. 736 to join our conversation. Yeah, that's to join the conversation. We don't want any information on Dean. He can yeah. sort himself out now. You do you, Dean. We want to talk about ponies. 0499-736-736. Let's get stuck into it. What did we learn? I'll tell you what, what I learned, that is the driver continues just to be an amazing individual with the, his judgment apart from our cabin on the weekend, but gee, Cylinder, this could be one of the greatest ever future tips of all time if Cylinder, who should be the favourite for the Golden Slipper, um, takes out the Slipper Jewels. I thought he was very impressive there on the weekend again in the Todman. Yeah, he was. And I think if you put it to perspective, I think learning to fly is the favourite for the Slipper and because she's got the picket fence. But if you put up, you know, the Apple versus the Apple, those two races on Saturday, I think the boys went better than the girls. I thought the Cylinder race was stronger, it was a quarter of a second quicker, and I think they came home really sharp. So it um, gives him a pretty good platform. It's always a really hard race to win, there's no doubting that, but he puts himself right in the space now of, of being, you know, probably, I think, probably the number one seed for the Golden Slipper. Yeah, I think he should be favourite. Dicko, your thoughts? Agree, you got that race going two lengths better than the Phillies race, so yeah, could not agree more. So why isn't he favourite then? There was talk that winners she win. worked. Winners yeah. win. So it's just a picket fence holding the, okay. the filly up. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's an opportunity, isn't it? I also like. Can I have another? Can I have two? What we learn? Um, uh, what I yeah, learned okay. this week. <laughs> um, I think finally I got to um, take the flack for Dino. I think finally Jack Dickens can admit that he was wrong about Mickey D. Now, Jules. <laughs> um, He's a Group One performer. He doesn't make mistakes on the big stage. He's he's right on the filly. Was sensational in the Australian Guineas. Legato. Um, he has really put egg on your face since you said he was no good. Well, stop putting words into my mouth. What did you say? That in the not, pinstripe. That he's not thing. an A grade rider in Melbourne. Well, he's an A grade rider. He goes now. at thirteen percent, I reckon, in Melbourne. Jules could probably look it up. I'm out here at the sales. Jules, J Car, D Lane. Yeah, those I looked types at it. Mate. Are sixteen percent. Yeah, I did some numbers on this because I, I saw the thing that Jack sent through uh, last night. So numbers don't lie. This is, not, I've got, this is not my opinion or anything like that. But no. um, this year, 12 from 130, that's everything. So 9%, not meeting the market expectation of 13%. So Dicko's right. Metro, mm-hmm. let's cut it down there. 
four from 67, 6% versus the market expectation, 10%, not meeting it there. So then let's drill it down to horses under $10 where the pointy end is, two from 26 at 8% versus 17.5%. So, <laughs> yep, I get that he's riding group one winners and that's fantastic, but if you were backing him, you might not be making as much money. You know, I'm, cheer- I'm cheering for Mickey D and, I, and, was, and he's going yeah. great and he's winning, winning big races, full credit to him, but, you know, he was... He's just he's in a rare vein of fawn in Group Ones. As a punter, that's not very useful to us. Okay. And, and to be honest, that filly is pretty special. That last 200 and 100 metres was elite on Saturday, yep. and like it won the race. Feel absolutely but, sick if you owned, trained, uh, or punted on attrition who was three wide no cover. Mm. <laughs> Got knocked off like wow. But he's one of the better. I reckon his record in the big group ones would be pretty handy these days, Mickey D. Well, he could be counting, just like, especially if he started counting since yeah, he won his last he one. Reminds, yeah, like he's fine. Yeah. It reminds me. He's probably. It reminds me of a few footballers I know that just turned up on the big stage. You don't have to worry about the home and away games. So you reckon when we look back on Mickey D's illustrious career, like in 25 years, he'd just be known as a big game well, he player. Could, he's become the Kara McAvoy of Melbourne racing. Well, don't. That's not enough. <laughs> Well, it's not going that What bad. did you learn? What did you learn, Jules? Oh, look, I think it just confirms to us when this rail's close to inside, like on the true and it was only out on two metres, is when you've got a big field up the straight, you've just got to give extra to the middle to wide gates, and in particular the wide gates. We saw it with both races up. And I know when there's smaller fields and Kalos drew one, so that's fine. So fields under 10, I think you can have no issue at all. But once we get these bigger fields of 12, 13 plus, I think... As we've always spoken about it, but it just confirms that the numbers aren't lying, that these middle to wide gates are a major advantage. And, you know, obviously um, the filly and then obviously Benedetta as well are drawn wide. Uh, market wanted to be with them and, and, and they delivered. Geez, Benedetta was a win and a half, wasn't it, Jules? I know Benedetta that, has put a number there that um, I don't know what they're going to do with her and, and the trainer's got their idea, but... The race, like a sangster, is not out of her realm of possibilities. I thought that was a monster number. She's now put four together in a row and just keeps improving every time she goes to the races. Um, I love that there was market support for it. That's always a good stamp. And then to come out and do what she did, I think that race rated enormous with me. So I'm, I'm trusting what she did. Um, it's just whether the camp can keep her up till, say, around May, where you've got to be, have your horse around that time for, for the sangster in Adelaide. But if they can... Um, she's she'd be a live hope in it, but I don't know what they're going to do with her. Just on that, Jason Warren said after the race that that was her grand final. It was a rich English sprint down the straight there at Flemington. They really geared her up to be at her peak on Saturday. But Jules is right that she she went that well. Maybe they have to um, rethink the plans with her. And I think you could purchase five percent of her on the oh, sickening. the yep. online sale there sick, the other day. The English online sale. Yeah. Look, that's what I learned. That's what was gonna be what I learned is that she is a group horse, probably mm. a group one horse. I love the setup. I love that she's been versatile. She's won across a bunch of tracks. She's lightly raced. It was a grand final so they can reset now with this information that hang on, we have a group horse on our hands for sure and they can aim and they can pick a part of preparation for her. You put her in your black book and you try and figure out, you listen to SEN, where is she going and have a futures bet because she is way above average. I was nearly going to give Jason a call for the quokka there, Jules. <laughs> Might be a little bit too soon. I need some help with the quokka, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I've sort of given you some hope and then I just keep seeing that other people keep buying the other horses, so it's yes. going well. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need to work out. We I'm get under Hutchie. We've got we've got one that we're trying today, so hopefully that comes to um, we can get the job done there. Dicko, did you learn anything else on oh, that, the weekend? That was my main. Yeah, uh, what I, learned, I like yeah. it. Please explain. I'll go to you here, um, Jules, because I love you analysing a market for me. The Kiwi filly. When we had a chat on Saturday morning on winners, we could get around ten dollars for Legado. Um, she started a lot shorter. In fact, she was smashed late. Can you explain that? Because what happened in the three to four hours on that Saturday morning leading into the Guineas that changed the punters' minds? Yeah, it was fascinating, to be honest, because nothing really happened with Legato into about four o'clock. So um, yeah. about 20, 25 minutes before the race, she started to, to bleed a little bit. And then obviously it just hemorrhaged in terms of the price I talk of there. Um <laughs> And yeah, it was a was a big snow in, and it just goes to show that when these big big guys and gals or whoever's involved want to keep a price in or keep a price out and do what they want with the market, they can they control it that much. And um, I thought it was yeah interesting, just another way to to think you, you you read markets and you go, this is what's going to happen. This is probably horse is going to start this price. This one's friendless so it's going to continue to be big and it just showed that you never are across this game at all at any stage and i thought it was fascinating um forget the race that you know she was outstanding but just the market itself was uh brilliant so she started 615 as yep. i just mentioned with jules she could have got 10 maybe 11 dollars on that saturday morning and she was drifting throughout the week once the final field was announced dicko well um, even even in the lead up like before the her move came there was money for attrition then mm-hmm. it softened it was a like a proper betting race and all the big like some of the 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 big punters i know and some of the best judges were tipping her like she's like She's going to be awfully hard to beat Legato. Mm. But it was to say, so Jules, when you explain that, so some of the big putters can dictate the market um, and do whatever they want in a way. Can you just explain how they can actually do that? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, at the end of the day, they're controlling it through how much liquidity is in and Betfair at, yeah. at, at, at a certain time. So, look, not much go, is in there. I mean, at big group ones, there's a little, lot more than, you know, usually out throughout the day compared to sort of other races. But... Um, they were happy, obviously, till more or less the markets were set sort of on track. So maybe that allowed them to get on for more. I mean, it's just about them trying to get as much fill as they can out of certain horses. And there's many ways you can skin a cat. And they decided that this was going to happen with Legato. So I, I just, it's just brilliant. It's just a great lesson for us who, who look at markets every day to think, yeah, we've sort of worked it out and we know what's going to happen. It's, yeah. nah, we're kidding ourselves. It's, um, yeah. Brilliant to, brilliant to watch. Two, two of my theories here are the bookies boards go up in the betting rings on the big tracks where big guys bet about 20 minutes before a race. Yeah. And that's when they might go have a run and take a price. And the liquidity on Betfair doesn't sort of fruit until about 15 yeah. minutes before a race. So these guys will just take whatever they can when there's enough liquidity there to the price they want. And when they do that to the exchange, the rest of them follow. So if they've been hit across the boards on course, Betfair's been wiped out a little bit, the rest of us will follow suit because it's great information. So how good is Legato? Now, that was a a great story, Ken and Bev Kelso. They've trained Group 1 winners in New Zealand, but um, this was their first Group 1 winner in Australia. And when I was watching the replays of this filly, 
sometimes you just had to watch the watch the replay again because you had to see to believe what she was able to do in some of those races in New Zealand. And then once again, she looked like she was going to run a good fourth, maybe a fifth at the furlong. And then she, she's that last hundred meters was unbelievable. I think she's pretty special. Yeah, but I do think attrition was a better run and was like the best horse out of this race. At the same time, Jacqueline had genuine excuses. It bled. had the the uh, bleeding. Plus, it was over racing, way worse in midfield and widest. It came with a bunch of them that sort of peaked on their runs. I think Bank Merhers, that's its level. Like it sort of backed up, like attrition did. Its its number did the start prior. And potentially the horse we could make some money out of Jules this race is Virtuous Circle up in trip. Derby. A, a lot the way it got through the line, and it, we know it sort of wants further. Yeah. Jules? Yeah, no, what? yeah, I agree with Virtuous Circle. I thought that was a good run for wherever they decide to go next start. I mean, Legato's clearly an outstanding filly. That's that's a big performance for a filly to be able to, to win the guineas and come over from New Zealand who she'd had a, you know, a pretty solid prep over there. So outstanding. I will temper it with a little bit and say I don't think the race is rated overly sensationally. But in saying that, you know, she did a great performance to win the race. Um, I'm a little bit concerned if I really want to trust the race going forward. I haven't really given it too many bonuses uh, the way I do it. But um, as I said, I thought it was, you know, uh, full credit from me for to actually win this race uh, from New Zealand. Have you got to please explain for a sticko? Uh, yeah, the CFO form. Um, it stinks. Everything bar Western Empire's come out of it. Nothing's won. Thunderstruck ran third, Brightside second. They've all regressed their ratings, their benchmarks yeah. from the CF4. And it's, you know, a, a proper group one that's it's really starting to grey out punters, I think, with how strongly you rate that, that, that form reference because they're all going to these races. Gentleman Roy was awful coming out of that race. Jack and I yeah, come out yeah. of that race. Like it's it's really confusing, and um, they'll all have another start in a week or two, and you, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Mm. Chills. Yeah, it's an interesting point, and um, you, you can speak about results from them, but I always think let's see what the market's doing with these horses coming out of them. And um, I thought Gentleman Roy, if he was 100 percent there, would start a lot shorter than he sort of did on Saturday, and we spoke about that on the preview. I was just slightly concerned about him having that issue into the futurity. There's no doubt he missed work, I think. And, and obviously, I think that told on Saturday. Uh, you got a horse like Jackano, who's 230 out to sort of 270, 280 on Saturday. So the market didn't froth him. Uh, Brightside was soft on when it ran in the futurity. I know Thunderstruck sort of held its place, but Alligator Blood was a massive snow in. So they were happy to be around that form line. So yeah, you take results as well, but the market's also telling us that the big guys don't have that race, that ore stakes. Yes, it's a group one in stature and name and it's running against uh, other races that aren't group ones but it doesn't mean anything really because if the race has gone no good well it's going to get spat out and i think we're finding that as Dico mentioned what would your please explain jules this weekend yeah i think i've got one for you guys because um i'd love to know what you think is the best race for aft cabin in the future in say the next six months because i reckon the quokka the quokka because (laughs) be electric Jesus, sweet Mary. What, what do you reckon, Jules? Well, I reckon I, if, if I had him, I reckon I would fresh him and try and win a strad break with him. I think that yep. might be his go down on the minimum because he's not going to get any weight. His main issue would be probably trying to get into a race like that um, with probably where he's rating in because, in essence, he hasn't you know won a, a, a big group race. So 
um, that's what I'd do. But I was just interested because I, I think people are now saying, well, he probably doesn't get a mile. And if that's true, well, then, you know, you have to change your sights a little bit. But, um, yeah, I just found it – I'd be very interesting to see where they end up going with Afkabim because I think he's got ability. It just might not be where I think everyone sort of projected it to be. Dicko? Uh, he let you down on the weekend. He let he let a few of us down. Afkab. He didn't let us down. He just no, as he Jules did. pointed no, out, he, he did. didn't get a mile. Oh, well, I don't know. It's a really poor rating, like benchmark punting form number. Mm. This whole this race. No, so, it's good. No good. Yeah. You're, you're like, right. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, um, I'd prefer him as a bending opportunity back in trip for sure. Yeah. But like the race stinks. So is it just an anomaly? Because surely some of these can go better than that and maybe he's in that group. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Best text message this morning, a fifty dollar voucher. We'll give a couple away today for a brick laying brewery um for um which is the best pale ale in the game, Dicko. I might have one at about twelve oh one today. A brick laying and I enjoy my pale ales. Now I've got there's a question off the text message for you, Jules. Can you please explain how you read the Graham Beg stable? Oh. Well, I mean <laughs> need one of those Dakotas. Yeah, like I mean, I did his numbers as well. I mean, he's just outrageous. Two thousand and twenty three in Metro, five from nineteen, twenty six percent versus fourteen and a half percent. Yeah. We've spoken about Beg usually under those five dollars, he just exceeds the market expectation heavily. Um, so that's sort of where you can trust there. But when you got horses like Nonconformist, obviously on Saturday, uh, you know, there was no, re- I mean, yes, it was 26 into 19, but it wasn't a big enough push to go, okay, well, it's right on here. Uh, it, it was a simmer. Was. It was a little simmer, not a Yeah, steam. correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at that price point though, Jules, they can go either way sort of thing. Like if a horse sure. is $26 and stays 26, I'll take that as a gentle, gentle steaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. But what I will say is, I mean, very, very elite horseman. There's no doubting that. And the money's usually a good guide, but, you know, sometimes, um, you know, he can he can defy that. I mean, passive aggressive was sort of 750 out to 850. Not as if that was a big snow in or anything like that. So no, he's just a very good trainer. But, yeah, it's always tricky to try and work out what to do with him. I've got to please explain. This is was – and we've got the means test coming up on um, – Giddy up this morning, just after 10 o'clock, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. This is Wayne Hawks the other day, or last Monday, on the Giddy Up with the Means Test. You yeah. ever had a scoop before, right Wayne? A, a snort? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> never, never in my life. No, 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 I don't do what that. Is that? No, I haven't. You asked, I sold you. No, I haven't. <laughs> Not into it. Scooby. <laughs> Oh, he's a sco- sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey. He's a Scooby a smoke. No, sorry. Yeah. Not that a Scooby was a snort. I'm sorry. Let's get back. No, I've track. never had a snort, but yes, I have. <laughs> you smoke marijuana? No, I haven't. No, well, no silly no. enough. Yeah, anyway, silly no, 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 we'll no. move on. Benson uh, Hedges anyway. Extra Mile was my, uh, okay. my go back. Medicinal. Uh, medicinal. Smooth blue. That, that was Wayne Hawks there on the, the means test last week because we're talking about the Island Boys and he was trying to compare them to <laughs> Island Boys who promoted Keats to get into the All-Star Mile a little bit like Snoopy Dog. Um, Snoopy Snoop Dog. <laughs> and uh, old Wayne got a little confused, Jules. He got a little bit confused. I always thought if Wayne was going to have a smoke, he'd be sort of more of a menthol man. But anyway, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. the best it's ever. Right. Hey, Jules... Dicko wanted me to ask you, um, but he was a little scared to ask you 
Oh, he, he, yeah, he's, he's believing that. He's believing that yeah, off the bat, isn't he? You've got to build it up better he when goes, you're going to lie. He goes, do you reckon Jules will go in that Nacone fill that I purchased yesterday? 10%. <laughs> Oh, I said, oh, he's a good bloke. He might, if you ask him nicely. I think the boys should support the boys if you're going to bring it up. I'm mate. more than happy to support you, mate. Um, oh, yeah. Let's, let's he'll talk t- later. <laughs> he'll, take, he'll take one and a half percent, and he wants updates every day. You get them weekly. Yeah. Hey, um, the please explain. Did we just play on um, with uh, a Torres winning? No, no, we, we came roll, out with a bit roll, of a disco. Sort yeah, of let's chin. roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. Torius taking out the Group One Canterbury Stakes there on Saturday. Had Imperatory's race the length clear from Electric Girl. Then came Golden Mile from Converge. Kerwin's lane, but Imperatory's a length and a half clear. Artorius is bursting home late. Imperatory's in front. Artorius. Wow, Artorius bombed her and won the Canterbury Stakes right on the wire. So Artorius so, beating Imperatory. Full credit to Darren Flindell. That was another exceptional race call. Full credit to Zach Purton. You know, like, I think Zach gets a little upset when everybody talks about James McDonald as the best jockey in the world. And when J-Mac goes to Hong Kong, he'll pull everyone's pants down. And, and I think Zach had a bit of a, a point to prove in a way when he headed back to Sydney on Saturday. And that ride on a Taurus is as good as you'll see anywhere, Jules. It was 11 out of 10. Yeah, he sort of had to be, didn't it? Because he's that kind yeah. of horse. Um, he's come home sort of 11 one six. It's out, outrageous. I mean, I think if you're on Imperatories, you were counting it at sort of the 150. But um, he's always been that kind of horse. We know he's got plenty of ability, but maybe it, it took a bit of magic from J- uh, Zach to uh, get it out of him and yeah, Zach doesn't need to worry about what people can say. I mean, he's got plenty and he rides plenty of winners. Yep. So uh, I'm pretty sure he'd be comfortable in his skin and what he's doing. But he was outstanding on Saturday and just showed us that, um, yep. you know, he is an elite jockey. You know, you don't need it's to compare. A, it, he's just an elite jockey. It's easier to look like an elite jockey too when you put your horse into a race. Yeah. Like, yeah. After Cabin, thinking about it a little bit more, it, it was race fast as 600 to the 400, 400 to the 200 after Cabin. Well, so, he's sort of... At but the, it's off a walk. But I'm saying, like, at, at the at the 800-metre mark, he's in eighth. Zach's in fifth. I think J-Mac tried to get in the early stages and the jock just didn't let him in. He had to take his medicine from that gate and yeah, go so back. I think maybe we need to sort of focus on the maps a bit more and less on the rider because it's a really important where they are mm. in run. And, I, and yeah. I will say, I thought James Road in Peritree is fantastic to, to be so positive on a horse that was, you know, going to have no speed in the race and... Uh, Cut about the rise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she just got beaten by a you know better horse on the day, but he's given her every possible there. Mm. My other full credits to Jules Valance. Saturday morning, he joined me for winners, and he was all over Arctic Ferry for the Allerton and Lane combination. And I thought, geez, that was a really good win. Um, Jules was declaring here on Saturday morning and what will be the highest rated racing show in the next year or so. Um, and she started ten dollars, Jules. Yeah, you can. Say, you on. can get a gig yeah, on Saturday morning. I know you want to join Jules and I on a Saturday, but um, you must have been happy, Jules. Definitely, you could probably buy the. You could buy that Nakoni filly, and and race race. Say, I'll buy that Nakoni filly, Dicko, and we'll race it in the Foxcatcher colours. Yeah, we can, we'll be, we can organise higher, higher I think, than the, the, the yeah. one Dicko's got at the moment. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, nah, we got a bit lucky. We got a bit lucky there, but, but the key factor around that show and that Saturday mornings we're trying to build Gaz is that you know we're trying to give some punters some knowledge that they can actually build a bank for the Saturday, and it's probably not so yep. much about the, the winners will come and go. There'll be there'll be three four weeks where we don't find a winner, but it's more about 
well, we think this horse is going to firm, this horse is going to be easy. So hopefully we can sort of build off that. Um, and I reckon that could end up being a pretty good little half an hour. Yeah. Understanding the markets. And it is interesting on Saturday, especially how they're betting now, Dicko. Like some of the big plays just after 7.30, you see a few of the markets tighten in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like... Uh, if you weren't doing anything else in your life, you could just sit there and just do the form, have a little cheeky bet, yep. knock off some prices yourself, watch what the market does, and it's a fascinating way to live and operate. What's your full credit? Yulong um, hospitality. Yeah. Like, it's it's out of this world. I haven't paid for anything since I got here. I love them, <laughs> and I appreciate them, and God bless you. And also, full credit to um, the living legends. I've been driving in and out of this joint now for five days, and I just keep thinking, is it going to be five or six years till... I'll drive out to this sale and just go and give Keith a little pat. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's an absolute moral to get in there. Can't wait to see well, him. Well, Lot 76, the cult by capitalist out of rekindled choice. I was doing a little bit of a video with the Lindsay Park boys and he walked past us and, I, and he looked me in the eye oh, and he got his go. old fella out and said, Gareth, you've <laughs> got to buy me. And I thought, well, you know what? I'll see how we go here. And I thought I'd get all my chips together. I said to Dana, um... I know. I said I wouldn't spend any more money. I've got yeah. another idea. Sit I've down. A, yeah. <laughs> Sit down. Let's nah, get, hear me out. Please let's hear buy me this out. This horse. is a good one. And I said I'll go to 400. Went for 476, the son of capital. Pulled you up? Yeah. <laughs> I've got oh. another full credit, actually. Yeah. Uncle Bob, Bob Peters. Oh, no. Full credit for if you're giving um, your horses to a different trainer. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what your next full credit is because it's not working. No. <laughs> I can't believe oh, he's... Wow. Yeah. All credit to... John Lake Jr. and the opportunity's been given from Bob, but um, geez, like... They can't go. They, they don't go in Victoria. No. They haven't gone in Victoria mm. for two or three years. He was Jules' man, John Lake Jr., when he was doing the stats a couple. It would be interesting numbers, to see... Pure numbers. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> fallen off the cliffs since, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> you, oh, we can't sure stop him. Sometimes we, we can't stop him. Have you got a full he's credit, Jules? Oh, just the New Zealand filly. I thought that was a, a really big performance to yeah. come over and win a... I know it hasn't rated well, but it's still a big performance to be able to do that. So um, we like those stories in racing. I know we speak heavily on punting and, and, and the markets, but yeah. it's nice to read those kinds of things. I could probably do another full credit too. The Warren camp. I just love the preparation and the patience they've shown with Benedetta. Yeah. Like it would have been a really good ride as an owner. Now you've done the job already and now, oh, hang on, we've got a proper horse. They can have another whole journey again. Full credit. Yep, full credit to Jason Warren. Um, Dicko, well done to full credit. Johnny O'Neill just texted me um, owning a winner there, the Malbag team. On the Red Kite. The Red Kite. Absolutely. Yeah. Who trains the Red Kite? Mark Curry does a phenomenal job there in Toowoomba. Um, Shane sort of d just does a little bit too, leads a horse around, talks to it, looks it in the eye, sings to it. But um, it's a team effort up there. Yeah. And uh, the results are starting to speak for themselves, G. Yeah, unbelievable. So you got the John Curry. J-O-N-O at the yeah. mailbag.com.au if you want to find out what we do next. The Curry team, the Bed's Good team on fire. Simon Zara team now Simon yesterday. Zara, yep. Stack of horses with Kiramar, Dave Ustis. Hey, Jules, as we mm. get back to the races on Saturday, um, I know that you're a big fan of Uncommon James. And you indicated that maybe in 18 months' time he could be the best sprinter in the land. I was wondering if you watched Giga Kick on Saturday. I did. He was very good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Just, very, very good. Very yeah, nice. and, and so there was a bit in that. I mean, we were sort of – we were really happy to take him on at that sort of price point he was, and market showed that. He's 250 out to $4.60 off 119 days. But the way I thought that track was going to play, you had to be on speed, and he was always going to get out the back and sort of then half missed it. And 
he was brilliant through the line. So he sets up, he's going to have a beautiful preparation. I mean, that's a lovely platform race. You ever want a perfect platform race to then explode next start or whenever it's going to be going up in distance? That is your template, I thought, where they just sort of sit up and they zip home last 400, 200. So um, One. he's in for a ripper. 100% agree. It is this the ideal tempo for a, a cashed prize money barrier trial. Yeah. It's just a perfect setup. Yep. And he, he's the favourite, I think, now for the TJ Smith. Of course, today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on 1-800-858-858. He has to be the horse to beat in the TJ, doesn't he, Dicko? I was still leaning Nature Strip until he... Nature Strip? Yes. But, like, the horse is flying, but so is Eduardo. It's a beautiful pop-opener for him. Passive-aggressive tick. Well, passive-aggressive doesn't get... tick. Like, it's just a nice tempo-building race for these horses to, to come off. It's a it's going to be a great TJ Smith, G. Oh, well, I don't know about, like, Remark can't win the TJ. Passive-aggressive won't get six furlongs, needs a soft track, which you'll probably get. Eduardo, he's, he, he he won't win another race. and Well, that's obviously your opinion. The and, market liked Eduardo strip. on Saturday. Yeah, oh, a thousand metres. And him. it went really, really well. And it returned to some of its elite work, which tells me that the horse is flying. So, But does he, he's very, never got 1,200 metres in that type of company with pressure. Uh, he's gone pretty close. And if the two bulls who do set the tempo sit in the same sort of camp with, of your beliefs, yep. I don't think you're going to see a stupid tempo. All right, then. Who's... Time will tell, and we'll be able to bet on it, which is just yes. the best part of it all. What are yeah. you thinking? Whose team are you on here, Jules? Oh, a long way out. I, I, I thought gear kick was outstanding. But, I mean, the couple of those you speak about, like passive-aggressive and remark, I would assume that they would go to the Galaxy and probably not aim up at a race yeah. like the TJ because they don't need to. They're still going to get pretty good weights in these handicaps. So I assume I'd see those horses sort of go there. Yeah. So Giga Kick five dollars in secret seven Nature Strip seven fifty Private Eye seven fifty and Lost and Running goes around on Saturday at eleven dollars. I wish I win at eleven dollars. So it's going to be a ripper, the TJ Smith. Um, but horse... they, a few of them, a few of those big ones go around on Saturday at Flemington. Yep. Jules Valance, um, we've got the speakers all right playing here, so people can mm. listen to us a little bit, and uh, you should see the crowd here. Everybody's just oh, listening. Just onto our, our, our love, yeah. every We're word. On the air, guys, keep it down, um, please. Yeah, yeah. But Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Johnny O'Neill was just passing by, and he heard you bagging his horse Sulcum. So he's put the headphones on. And he Jules, wants... I'm gutted, mate. I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> I didn't, I gutted. I did not spot him you. at all. I just said he can't get out of his <laughs> own way. Yeah. Do you know what? All I've got to say, right, is you're a respected form analyst that I actually follow. I reckon you've got some idea. Now, maybe you've not tripped over on the weekend. Maybe you've tripped over and whacked your head on the weekend or something. I don't know what's going on. But what I will say is if we go back and have a look at his form, to come off the plane with such a break and win over 2,600, then to get him to Chris's place and him have such a wonderful action and be going so well... We obviously had a little look to see whether we could get him going over a shorter distance. We actually bought him for the Melbourne Cup. That's what we bought him for. And what's clearly um, being indicated by his form and the way that the horse goes and the feedback from James is that he's definitely a 2,400-plus metre horse, right? It was very leader-biased the other day. You saw our, you know, this, not, not the mm. stable, mate, but the other horse we owned win that race. 
Sir you Lucan. You left us out there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, we got the money yeah. there. Jules backed it. It was ten fifty into four eighty. I'm sitting there scratching my head. So all I've got to say is three weeks uh, for everybody who's listening today. Yeah. Borrow. <laughs> Go get, through your mum's bag, tip it all out, <laughs> get as much as you can, give Jules a call. Of course, gamble responsibly. But all I'm saying is when it comes down in three weeks, <laughs> the clear statement is the more you bet, the more you win. Yeah. Yeah. 1-800-858-858. With these form analysts that you half respect, yes. what are we talking, like two, one or two, <laughs> three blokes? No, look, I've got a lot of respect for Jules. I've got a lot of respect for you finding tried horses. I'm sure everybody yeah. saw the red kite <laughs> race one. Brisbane, Jules, did you see that? The red I kite. missed that one. I'm going to check the replay. I don't sort of get up to that area too often. No. Hey, I told well, everyone normal. on the complex, I said, everyone on the complex, have a bet. We'll be going close tomorrow. Well, it's not normal to sort of push to go forward, drop your hands, go back and sit 11 deep the whole way, <laughs> do a couple of high fives down the outside yeah. fence and then click up and win be three running away. So, uh, geez, was heavily back too. Yeah, was all over that. Four-year-old, bit of upside. We'll, no. we'll have some fun with him up there. You can stay for the questions because you're on double time today because the means test will be interesting. We did play that grab of um, Hawksy and that carrying away with Snoop Dogg. The, the Scoobies. Yeah, the Scoobies. No, he's, he's, he's a very <laughs> funny man, Wayne. Um, is Af Cabin still the best three-year-old like uh, we were saying? Probably not after Saturday. Um, who would be about? I think Giga Kick's the best three-year-old, Jules. Oh, there's there's a few there's a few that would have company there. It's um in secret. Well, is there anything yeah. wrong with Cool I mean, and Gatter, or is there anything wrong with Cool and Gatter? Oh, sorry, or? I thought she was. Is there anything wrong with it? Or? <laughs> no, there's not. Like, no, yeah, she's cool a ripper. To be honest, she probably gets the mantle. To be honest, Cool and Gatter. Well, she, she's a I mean, great if, thousand what are we rating it on? We're rating it on horses. This this horse has been able to do it if at you run for age. On a multiple times. Um, if I'm running over a thousand meters anywhere, it's cool and gutter. Twelve hundred yep. meters in secret. Thirteen hundred meters giga kick. Yep. Um, here's another question, Dick. Are you going to be out at uh, Newmarket Day on Saturday? I'm coming down. Your shout. Let's have a few sherbets and bring the puffer jacket and cap for me if you don't mind. That's from Tommy from Tamworth. He usually oh, is getting stuck into Tom, you. Yeah, I'd love to meet you, Tom, in person. I don't operate in a puffer jacket yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a vest, but I'll tell a you who jacket. puffs. As Jules said, you would have loved surprises on the Benson Edges on the proper darts. More, more a menthol yeah, operator. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah. Stewie... An Alpine light man, yeah. I reckon he is. Yeah. Stewie's... A little crush it. you got to make sure you pop it. Yeah. <laughs> have you got a winner for us, Johnny? Well, we had a nice winner yesterday, actually, at Mooney Valley. Tass, that, that Kingman oh, okay. filly that won pretty well. I don't think the, the race will be rating off the charts, but... Again, Kieran and David did a wonderful job. Aussie bred the horse overseas. Um, we brought it over. She, yeah. They've really taken their time, so I thought it was pretty good. What about unusual culture? It was a good win, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think she'll step up stakes grade. Yeah. But maybe Adelaide stakes grade, yeah. I so, think, you know. So, yeah. Johnny, just with Salkham, certainly um, no, Luke Murrell, the Australian bloodstock, you're running scared. A few text messages <laughs> are coming through. Yeah. Oh, nasty. Yeah. So He's you know just, what it is? Yeah. Grand final days, Melbourne Cup. Oh, Bring it on. Yes. Bring it on. Hey, Bring it on. We're, we're going to get to the text messages after the news. Um, good on you. Johnny Means test should be a good beauty to see today. You. Hey, Dicko wants to know if you want to go in his Dakoni filly he bought for 25000 I may. I may. He's struggling. Jules, send me some tips, mate, yeah. will you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the news, 9 o'clock. <laughs> Um, we're going to get through these text messages. Stuart says, after getting the ultimate gear change, Jules, where can Callis get to this preparation? Yeah, I think they just pick their way through with this horse. They've, they've got a, probably a pretty good eye 
idea of their sprinters and where he fits, but no doubt I think he can keep improving as a racehorse, but I don't think they need to aim up too high just yet. They work through their grades, and then eventually if that ends up being in a big stage, then all, all be it. But they'll be able to win plenty of races with this horse without getting to the, the top level just yet. Have you forgotten about Private Eye, Dicko? No, not at all. Fine. Good horse. I, I thought Carlos was a really nice performance. I don't think anything in that race will ever beat it again. Yep. And uh, they can pick apart a nice little path through it. Thousand metre races. Morning, boys. Hope the weekend was good. At Tories, how did he rate? Visually impressive as always. Is Zach Purton the best in the world with uh, the two group ones? That's from Josh. He's very good. Well, he's in the conversation, Josh, I think with Ryan Moore and um, James McDonald. But how did he rate a Torius, Dicko? His last, the last 600 metres of that race is as good as it ever gets. Yeah. Jules, I've long admired you on .com um, for so long. What fake tan do you use? It's running Group 1 figures of my data. That's from Mrs. Higo. <laughs> Mrs. Higo. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, look, Mrs. Higo, I'll tell you the truth. It's, it's real. There's no, um, there's no fakeness about it. But um, anyway, more than happy to sit down and have a cocktail and we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what what time does the sales finish today? Around five o'clock, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you can come out and have a chat to Dicko if you want. Yep, for um, sure. If you are uh, just just aim at the SEN tent. Any update on Ethan Brown and punters? Remember the National Jockeys Trust. If you have a win Saturday, is just a reminder of the risk that the jockeys take. That's a good point you make, Ronnie. Um, he'll be going in for surgery, I think today. He's got some serious internal injuries. So our thoughts with Ethan Brown. That was a a nasty fall, Dicko. Very, very scary. Um, what else have we got with these text messages? I don't know this. how you get this bloody stupid computer. never bloody works, and it's so frustrating. Um, <laughs> Pick up your toys. You'll be right. Yeah. Hey, Jules, it's always a pleasure, mate. That was fun. It Thanks, was boys. fun today. Um, you wanted to talk about the first race, Dicko. You said you reckon that two-year-old filly for Lindsay no, Park. No, no, I didn't say anything. Okay. Um Princess, you had a. You said that she was. It was your highlight of the day. No, I them? didn't say anything like that at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. You're off the bit a little bit, which is exciting. Um, Here we go. A few more. I've got some questions coming through. Best race, Faf Cabin, freshen for the Arrow Field for the three-year-olds, then potentially the All Age or two Stradbroken, um, Bris Vegas. I like that thinking there, Jules. Yeah, I, I'm really uh, thinking. I, if I had some interest in it, I would have a crack at the spread rate because you're going to get just about on the min and I reckon it might be his go being a little bit of freshness. Alright, last one before we have to go. Hi boys, didn't J-Mac have a shocker? Made poor tactical choices like going to the inside into traffic um, on numerous times including on AF Cabin. Dicko, how do I get my voucher from Thursday? Well, you'd, contact, you'd contact SEN, I'd assume, um, Stefan. Uh, J-Mac's a human being like everyone else. You know, he's not a robot. He's not going to be yeah. perfect all the time. Maybe he might make some errors every now and again, but um, more often than not, you're going to be on the right side of him. Good on you, Jules. Love your work. Thanks, we'll catch boys. up with you later on in the week. And Dicko, good luck today at the sales. God bless you all. Bye for now.